0: Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska Podcast. I hope the Word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the Word. And we're going to start in Ephesians uh, chapter 6, starting in verse 10. And this is out of the New Living Translation. And it says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places therefore put on every piece of god's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil then after the battle you will still be standing firm Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysteries, mysterious plans that the God news is for the Jews and the Gentile alike. I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador, so pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Father, I ask you tonight that God, as you began to give me this download back in September, that Lord, tonight you will use me, that God, no matter what's on this paper, if you want to change it, change it. Lord, I stand before you as a vessel, as a mouthpiece for you, and I ask, God, that you would prepare every hearer today, and I pray that, Lord, you would come forth and do whatever it is you want to do tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to do a shout out to my family, my many little chickens that are home with my husband tonight, watching online very blessed. Um, You know, we all have different seasons. We have seasons that are calm. We have seasons where everything is going smoothly. Everything's without fail. Things are just going almost too perfect to be true. And then comes the gusting windstorm. Then comes a crisis or a season where it feels like there's cannons going off on the left, on the right, in front of you, behind you, everything is coming array. And one thing that I know for me, when I was a young girl, we, um, I was in a military kid, so we were always traveling to different and various places, and I remember when we were stationed in Oklahoma, and um, we experienced numerous tornadoes while we were there, And, you know, the tornadoes didn't make, like, a big announcement. You know, on this specific day, I'm coming, so be ready, be prepared. Tornadoes came when they came. They came when they wanted to. And in the same way, the enemy comes to attack, and he never gives an announcement. He never gives um, an entrance that he's coming. He comes always like a stealth He's always sneaky. He's always um, coming in ways that even sometimes we don't recognize right away. But it's been said, if the good man of the house had known at what hour the thief would have come, he would have watched. But a wiser man, if he had watched all the more, because he did not know at what hour the thief would come. Tonight, I wanna to talk about being armored up and being ready. And in that, I wanna share or title this message, The Warrior Stance Prayer. A good soldier puts on his or her armor before battle. They don't go to the battlefield and then get armored up. They put it on before. They're ready for the stealth tactics of their enemy. And they're ready to withstand whatever comes before them. So we read in Ephesians 6, and here Paul is explaining the various parts of armor that we need to have. He started with the belt of truth. You know, know the truth of God, the anchor of your stance. He went on to talk about the breastplate of righteousness, our defense against the evil. From there, he talked about the shoes of the gospel of peace, having a prepared spirit. He talked about the shield of faith. Our faith activates God, who is our true shield and defense. The helmet of salvation, the mind of Christ that protects our thoughts, and the sword of the spirit, the word of God. Now, I may have gone through those rather quickly. Um, And that's because I really felt like, while those are very key and very important, and we all need to have those on a daily basis, I felt really pressed tonight that God wanted me to focus on the ending part, and that is prayer. Because prayer, for me, holds all of that armor together. It holds it all in place. Prayer will help us even if we think we forgot to put on that helmet of salvation. Prayer keeps you at a place where it's on at all times and all seasons. And so just as Paul said these words to Ephesus, I want to say them to you and encourage you in a place of prayer. Paul said, pray at all times and on every occasion. At all times and on every occasions, oftentimes you see um, people that will will they'll, they'll break out in prayer because it's it's something's happening in their life. It's that nine one one call to God, and that's not a bad thing. But then when everything's going good, they don't pray. They they move on with life. And I want to talk about you know, prayer is so important. Prayer is important in the aspect that we should pray even when things are going great, even when everything is just put together perfectly. For me, it feels like that's all the more time to pray. That's all the more time to, to go even deeper in God because the enemy prowls around like a lion, seeing who he can devour. He's watching, he's seeing, he's waiting for that opportunity like a stealth to come in and try to derail us or try to trip us up. But when we're in a place where we're constantly praying, we're constantly seeking the Lord, we're constantly having this intimate relationship with him, it makes it a little bit harder for the enemy to come in and trip us up. Paul excuse me, prayer draws us closer to God and it conditions and guards our heart and our mind. We become that wise woman or man ready for unknown times, ready for the tactic of the enemy. You strengthen your warrior stance by becoming steadfast, unmovable, and able to stand firm. It says in Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians five seventeen says, Rejoice, Always pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, um, I love prayer, I love it, I love my times of prayer, and I've had times in my life where. My prayer time was nothing but me thanking God. Nothing but me thinking of all that he has done for me. And those have been some of the most powerful times of prayer for me. It wasn't when I was in a crisis. It wasn't when I was going through something. There There have been times in my life where when I was in a time of prayer just thanking God, that it was so profound. It drew me so close to knowing my father and knowing how faithful and how good he is to me, that he's never failed me. I don't have to be anxious. I don't have to worry about stuff because I know that there's been times that I've always been able to come to him and present my request to him and be thankful that he is there for me. Prayer is so, so significant. I cannot stress it enough. You know, we can make time to to watch a show. We can make time to do different things in our day. But the number one thing, you know, Minister Kimmy was talking about it for tithe is to seek first the kingdom of God. You know, the same is true for prayer. You gotta make time. Make time for prayer. Because all the other stuff will fall into place. All the other things, you know, we have lots of us have many responsibilities. But when you put prayer first, it's ironic and it's beautiful how everything else just kind of starts falling right into place. The anxiety goes. The, the rustle of what you have to do and that peace that surpasses understanding comes about you and you're able to get through whatever it is you're going through. Tonight, I want to look at three people that, for me, um, their their ability and the things that they did in a time of prayer have really spoken to me um, over time, and there's other people in the Bible that have prayed and, and seen miracles and have an amazing prayer life, but these three is who I felt to concentrate tonight, and that is Daniel Hannah and Hezekiah and so we're going to first take a look at Daniel and um, in verse 3 of Daniel 6 we come upon Daniel and we see that he has a spirit of excellence and this spirit of excellence has caused him to be distinguished above governors and high officers which in turn led them to try whatever they could do to find fault in David. Because of jealousy, they wanted to remove him from his position. And they convinced King Darius to set forth a decree, a law, that no one could petition any god or any man for 30 days except the king. And if they did, they would be thrown into the lion's den. And we pick up here in verse 10 of Daniel 6. And it says, but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its window open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day just as he had always done giving thanks to God. I love that it says, he went to his room as he usually did and prayed. He didn't shut the window. He didn't hide the fact that he was praying, but he did as he usually did. Daniel never missed a step Daniel never shrunk back. Daniel put prayer first despite of what man had said. And it goes on to say that the governors and officers also wasted no time to go back to the king and tell of Daniel praying, which eventually led Daniel to be thrown into the lion's den. You know, I believe that When Daniel heard that decree and that law had went forth, that he knew that there was no other answer but to pray. He knew that his God was bigger than any governor, any officer, even the king. He knew. And how did he know that? Because he had a lifestyle of prayer. He had an intimate relationship with his God. And he knew, he knew his God would come through. He knew that he could go to his God and he would respond. He was accustomed to having a life of prayer. And it says in verse 19, very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den when he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God, whom you serve so faithfully, able to rescue you from the lions? And Daniel answered, Long live the king. My God sent his angels to shut the lion's mouth so that they would not hurt me. Daniel walked out of that den without a scratch on him. Without a scratch. You know, we as believers are going to sometimes come across people that, that maybe don't believe, that maybe don't understand, why would you get up early in the morning, go to that church and pray for an hour? That's an hour of sleep you could be getting. Why? Why would you do that? You're gonna have people, maybe, in your life that they don't understand this change that you've had in your life, the lifestyle that you're choosing to live. You know, sometimes the what will put some of the people that are closest to us, our very own family, that maybe can try, come and try to derail us from where we're going and the direction we're going and how we're living for the Lord. But just like Daniel. He never let it stop him. He never let it prevent him from doing what he knew to do, and that was pray, from living the lifestyle that he had already accustomed himself to. It says in Luke 21, 16 and 19, you will be betrayed even by parents, brothers and sisters, relatives and friends. They can put you to death. Everyone will hate you because of me but not a hair on your head will perish. Stand firm and you will win life. First Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing, let nothing move you. Let nothing move you. Pray and watch God. Watch God do it for you. We just sung that song. He fights the battle and you get the victory. Stand firm. Paul was trying to get it through their heads. He's trying to let us know we can put on our armor. We can pray at all times and all occasions and stand firm, even against the cannons, even against the weapons of this world. We can stand firm and watch God move on our behalf that not even a scratch will touch us. You're not in this battle alone. And remember, our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's the work of the enemy. The next person I want to look at is Hannah. And Pastor Daniel touched a little bit on Hannah this past Wednesday, um, talking about, you know, she was a woman who was barren. And... Um, was mocked for her barrenness. She was ridiculed. She was at a place of deep sorrow. But I love to read the story of Hannah because Hannah didn't let her barrenness, Hannah didn't let her sorrow, while it was real and it was deep, she didn't let her, uh, it stop her from pursuing the very one that she knew would rescue her. Hannah could have stopped and said, you know what? I've already prayed and God didn't answer me this time. Hannah could have stopped after the first time she went to the Lord. And here's her, her mocker who's having numerous children And we know that, you know, it was a time span that this woman is praying and believing for a child. I mean, that's nine months of pregnancy that this woman, the woman was pregnant. She gives birth and she mocks Hannah. She gets pregnant again. She gives birth. She mocks Hannah. So this is time after time after time. But when you read the story of Hannah Time after time, year after year, she went before the Lord and she prayed even in the midst of her sorrow. Sometimes when we're praying and we're in a place of barrenness, we're in a place of dryness and we feel like God isn't hearing me, that we throw in the towel and say, I'm done. When we don't realize God heard us. He's at work. His timing is perfect. He's never late. He's an on time God. And I believe Hannah knew that. Hannah knew. God is hearing me. I'm just going to keep praying. I'm not going to let my faith waver. I'm going to stand firm. No matter how much it hurts, no matter how much I am desperate to have one child and I'm watching somebody else have birth after birth. You know, we're watching people get blessed after blessed blessing and we're praying and we're going, God, where's my breakthrough? I've watched this person get breakthrough. I've watched that person get breakthrough. God, where's my breath? breakthrough can I tell you tonight don't stop praying don't stop contending for your breakthrough that's what the enemy would want is for you to throw in the towel for you to give up and walk away let Hannah be a representation of what it is to contend and to pray no matter how long it takes I'm not going to let go until you bless me, God. No matter how many times I have to go before you, I'm not going to shrink back. I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to dig my heels in, and I'm going to believe who you are and who you say you are. That's what Hannah is telling us here. It says in 1 Samuel 10 through 16. in her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow saying, Lord almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give me a son. Then I will give him to you, Lord, for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. It goes on through the book of, story of Hannah that she received her blessing. After a course of time, she received her blessing. You know, sometimes when we pray, I think of Romans 8, 28, where it says, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. When we are so broken and we we are so desperate for the Lord that we can't even conjure up the words to pray. We can't even form them and cause them to come out. But it says, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Hannah's mouth was moving, but nothing was coming out. Her heart was going to the Lord. Her heart was prayer to the Lord. And God heard. God heard and responded. I can remember myself in times Dark times of my life, and um, you know, I was working on this message, and God was um, just showing me different little scenes and different times and periods in my life. And like I said, there were times when I would just be thanking God and worshiping Him, and just so grateful for all He did. But there were times in my life were really that were really dark and 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 really like Hannah, sorrowful and barren, and. I remember there would be days that I'd barely make it through my work day. I just needed to get through this 8 to 5, and then I'm going home. And I would get in my door. I would sit my stuff down. And back then, um, many of you know him. Pastor Alex was here. And he was doing a, 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 a class where he was teaching people. People could learn different instruments. And he was teaching keyboarding. And so I was learning keyboarding. And I didn't really know how to play, but it didn't matter. I would go home, and I would get to that keyboard. And somehow, some way, notes would come out, and it kind of sounded good. And I would just cry out to the Lord. And there were times when I couldn't even, I didn't say words. I would just cry. I would just, I knew what I wanted to say. I just couldn't say it. And I would sit at that keyboard and I would just weep and cry before the Lord. And a few years ago, it actually it was a first power conference that Bishop Hooks came as one of our guests. And he prophesied over me that Saturday. And he prophesied, God says, I saw you when you stood at your keyboard and you played and you prayed perfect prayer to me. And this past week, as I was working on this message, God reminded me that sometimes even when you pray and you don't have words to even pray to me, I heard you. You got my attention and I heard you. And I began to work tonight, you know, maybe you have, you've prayed for a long time for, for a family member. You've prayed a long time for breakthrough in certain areas that you're at a place in your life where now it's like, I can't even think of the words to even pray anymore. I just go before the Lord and I just cry. That is a beautiful melody to the Lord. That is a prayer to the Lord because the spirit that is in you is praying the perfect prayer even when you don't have the words to pray it yourself it's all the more to go to prayer it's all the more to go before the throne of god and say i don't even have words god but here i am that's prayer that god hears you can't hear yourself but god hears he sees and he is at work he worked on behalf of hannah because she never shrunk back, and like Daniel, she stood firm, even in the dry and barrenness, and got her blessing. The last person I want to look at is Hezekiah, and we come upon the the story of Hezekiah, who um, at the scene he's he's very ill, he's very sick. And the prophet Isaiah has just come to inform him to get his house in order because he's going to die. And, you know, I don't know, you know, what do you think when you're, the prophet comes and says, get your house in order, you're going to die. But Hezekiah In 2 Kings, verse 2 and 3, this is his response. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, Lord, how I have walked before you faithful and wholeheartedly devoted and have done what is good in your eyes. Hezekiah Didn't get depressed and say, okay, I guess I better get my house in order. All right. Okay, let me make sure my last will is done. Let me call in the family and let them know, well, I just got the news. I'm going to die. No. Hezekiah turned and prayed to the Lord. He turned and he prayed to the Lord. He reminded the Lord of his faithfulness and I believe that as Hezekiah was reminding the Lord of his faithfulness he was speaking to his own spirit that I don't have to be anxious right now I don't have to be worried right now because my God is faithful he knew in whom he should trust he knew who he should call in a time of trouble When we get a bad report, who do we go to? To Jesus, we pray. When we get bad news, be like Hezekiah and go before the Lord and pray call upon the very one that you know can work the situation out for the good. Call upon the one that can move the mountain and cast it into the sea. Call upon the one that can take the Red Sea, split it apart, and cause you to walk on the dry land to get to the promise that you know God has for you. Hezekiah didn't skip a beat. None of these people skipped a beat. They all went to God in prayer. They knew from where their help cometh from. And it goes on to say in verse four that before Isaiah had left the middle court, before he could even get all the way, you know, for instance, he's here, he gets to the parking lot before he can get, even get to his car. The word of the Lord came to him. Go back and tell Hezekiah, the ruler of my people. This is what the Lord said. The God of your father, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you on the third day from now. You will go up to the temple of the Lord and I will add 15 years to your life. Hezekiah knew. He knew. He didn't throw in the towel and say, well, it was a good life. He knew. Do you know tonight from where your help is going to come from? Hezekiah, as Hannah and as Daniel, had a lifestyle of prayer. They knew what to do. It says in Mark eleven twenty four. 24, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. It says in 1 John 5 14, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. You know, when I first got saved, and um, 2001, I didn't really know how to approach God. I, I've shared this before in in, in transformations. You know, I, I when I got saved, I was. Um, at a place where the lifestyle I came out of when I got saved, that I was, feel, always felt unworthy. I always felt ashamed. I always felt like, you know, here's God with this big sculptor, and he's just gonna, you know, if I try to even approach him, you know, he's gonna beat me down because of my lifestyle I came out of. And um, I remember the night shortly after I got saved, I was in my room, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this thing. I'm going to try to pray. And I prayed like like a scared little kid, like, okay, where is it going to, you know, how's the hammer going to come down? Where is it going to come down from? And I remember praying, you know, God, just help me to be clean. Help me to to be clean from the things that I've done. Help me to have a hope for my future, because I've done so many things. And I remember God coming in with such a beautiful peace. I remember feeling the hand of God hold me in his arms like a father holding his child. And it was in that moment that I realized the power of a prayer. That was so simple. A scared little girl. That's what I was. A scared little girl calling out to her father. And in his love and in his his compassion and grace, he scooped me up that night in my room. And he just held me and loved on me. And that's what started my love for prayer. Because I knew that I could go to God with anything. Anything. I could go to him when I was hurting. I could go to him when I was in a crisis. I could go to him when I didn't even know what to do. I could go to him even when things were going good and I just wanted to be in a a moment with my father. It takes just a step. It may take a, a minute of prayer for you. That first step, God will respond. He will respond. It says in Isaiah 65, and I love this verse Isaiah 65 24. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. I'm crying because I'm so moved. Even as I'm sharing this, I'm still moved by the times of prayer that I myself have encountered. If you don't have a prayer life, tonight's the night to say, you know what? I'm making a change. I'm rearranging my schedule. If I have to set my alarm to get up a half an hour or an hour early, I'm gonna do it because it's such a beautiful yet significant thing. It is what's helped all the other armor that I carry it has helped it all to be solidified and to be strong and to be resistant in times when it gets heated up, in times when grenades get thrown at me and they may detonate. It has been prayer that has kept me. It has pr- prayer that has got me to where I am today. It wasn't me. It was prayer. I cannot stress it enough. It says in Colossians 4.2, devote yourself to prayer. Be watchful and thankful. And Second Chronicles 20.17, it says, you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Stand firm in prayer. Stand firm and that when you make that request before the Lord, when you go to God in prayer, that he's already answering it while you're still speaking the first word. He's already moving and shifting. And even though you may not see it in the natural, even though in the natural with your eye, it looks like it's getting worse. Know that your father who sits in heaven supernaturally behind the scenes is working it all out. He's bringing it all together. He will stand in for you and fight the battle. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to King's Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com. And may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.